Big news, friends. Mega has a live show, which we will also live stream. It's going to be at the Dynasty Typewriter in Los Angeles Saturday, March 16th, and it's a 4 p.m. matinee. We're going to have a lot of amazing guests, so get your tickets now by heading to our website, megathepodcast.com. And if you're a Patreon member, you get a discount. So join us live or virtually on March 16th and get your tickets now. You know the unmistakable sound of opening your freezer door? That little kiss? Well, my freezer makes that kissing noise and I kiss it right back because it's filled with butcher box cuts that have made my life way more convenient. Delivered right to our doorstep, free shipping, always, and curated customized box plans. It saves me money and trips to the grocery store and I can meal plan for weeks at a time and I got leftovers to boot. Eat better this year with the best meat and seafood on the planet delivered to your door. ButcherBox is offering mega listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential. That's three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free, that's free, in every order for a whole year. That's a whole year. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Get a kiss from your freezer and your family and sign up today at butcherbox.com mega and use code mega to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Thanks, ButcherBox. When you listen to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, the comedy podcast, you get a belly full of laughs and a head full of real information. Our gallimaufry of expert guests answer questions on stuff adults need to know. I have mold in my dwelling. What do I do? What's gerrymandering? What happens chemically when I fall in love? How do I handle a parent-teacher conference? What are microbes? Listen to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. Solve problems, get laughs. Here is the straight gospel truth. Patreon is the only way that we really make mega work. For example, all the hours of editing and production and original music that we put in to make The Rise and Fall of Twin Hills, well, that was only possible because we paid for it with our Patreon support. And we really need your help. Only about 400 people are in our Patreon, and you get so many great perks like ad-free listening, two bonus episodes a month, Discord benefits, the list goes on and on. So please think about joining. There's a free trial right now. You can head to patreon.com slash mega or just click that link in our show notes to check it out. And thanks. Mega is an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional mega church. We are I'm Hallie Labonte, and this is Mega, coming to you from Twin Hills Community Church, where every single week we're giving our mega church, ooh, a tiny family feel. We love to introduce you to members of our church staff, people from our community, and I always find it to be a treat and a treasure. And per usual, I'm joined by my co-host. He's the youth pastor for our high school ministry called Climax. Please welcome Gray Haas. I'm down with G-O-D, Hallie. You know me. How are you? I am blessed, 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 I think I just took off. Yeah, I didn't really like whatever that was. Yeah, I didn't either. I don't know what that was. The spirit was moving. Well, let's get into it. Okay. 
Well, how was your week, Gray? What's happening with your kids who come to Climax? Well, you know, it is summer break right now, Hallie, so things are pretty chill around Climax. A lot of teens on vacation or at Vacation Bible School, at summer camp, which is great. Clay and I actually had a great weekend. I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but my friend Clay Zerbanneman, he got one of those slingshot cars. Have you seen those, Hallie? Oh, yeah, three-wheeler? Three-wheeled car, open air. It's awesome. We got matching helmets, which is very cool. Wow. So we've been going around uh, just doing little day trips in the slingshot, which is typically really fun. We have a great time. You know, we've gone over to Door County. We've gone down to southern Indiana. We've gone to eastern Indiana. We've gone to central Indiana. And, you know, the the only scary thing is if you get a flat in a slingshot where you go into flying down the highway, it's like a... It's almost like a flatwood spin in Top Gun. Oh, no. You've got to really wrestle that thing to the side of the road. And we were going about 100 miles an hour down I-60. And uh, one of the one of the back uh, the back wheel uh, luckily went out and just, you know, so we're sort of dragging the, the rear down the highway for a bit. And that was that was definitely scary, but God was on our side and and got us to the side of the highway. Oh, thank God! I I mean, I've certainly been dragging the rear, you know, in many different circumstances in my life. After all of my deliveries, I was dragging rear. I mean, I relate. No, I'm talking about a car with a flat tire. Mm. No, and on I sixty five, you said. Uh, we took I sixty. It's oh. a different. It's a smaller side road. Oh, okay. Well, great. I don't want to bring down the room, so to speak, but I'm worried about our nation, my brother. I'm worried, my bud. Oh, really? I just What's going am. On? Well. Oh, did one of Joe Biden's body doubles do something weird again? No, I heard the most concerning thing on Fox and Friends this week, and that it's that women now are reaching a certain age in the U.S. and they're uh, freezing their isn't eggs. It, oh, sorry, I thought that was the story. Oh, well, no, they're reaching a certain age. Oh, okay. And therefore, they're freezing their eggs. Oh, I see, okay. And it's a huge problem for us Christians because what's happening is these women are freezing their eggs and they're putting them into storage or whatever. I'm not sure what that's like. But then they're considering the fact that with inflation and the economy, the way it is, that they're like, well, I can't pay to raise a kid. And so what they're doing is they're holding these eggs hostage, so to speak, and, and making it the conservative's problem and and like it's like a fundraiser or a kickstarter or a gofundme or whatnot that is you know these women are freezing their eggs and then asking conservatives to pay to raise them oh it's like blackmail it's like fetal blackmail exactly that's crazy i've never even heard of this and it's a real problem because you know these fertilized eggs being frozen in some kind of frigid air or whatnot like it's it if you throw those away, it's murder. And I honestly think maybe our new mission should be instead of standing out front of abortion clinics and stopping gals from going in, we should be hanging around the back of IVF clinics and gathering up whatever it is that they're putting in the dumpster. Oh, we can check all the cottons before they go throw them away, and we and we should try to get those eggs inside a lady, or maybe just freeze them like Han Solo in Star Wars. Han Solo. What? Who? Han Solo and Chewbacca. Oh, Han Solo. Yeah, yeah. And Chewie. 
Hallie, I said I don't really like that noise. I just know we keep doing that. Mm, spirit moved. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Because I really value truth, misinformation really, really scares me. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about Conspirituality, a podcast that dismantles new age cults, wellness grifters, and conspiracy mad yogis. At their best, they attack public health efforts in times of crisis, and at their worst, it's like they're recruiting for the fever dream of QAnon. On Conspirituality, you will have a journalist, a cult researcher, and a philosophical skeptic all discussing stories and cult dynamics and helping educate us and using proven science as their guiding light. I really recommend the Jordan Klepper episode talking about creating comedy in the megaverse. Jordan's incredible. And I also really love the medical medium episode. It's really good. And not just because I've had my own weird experiences with mediums. <laughs> From exploring cults to analyzing our cultural and political landscape, the Conspirituality Podcast will help you stay informed against misinformation and resist fear tactics. Find Conspirituality on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just like Jesus pulled the cedar and pine out for some carpentry, our guest today is putting the logs and beams together in God's honor. It's my pleasure to introduce Dwen Bergeron. Welcome to the program. How are you feeling today, my friend? How are you? How, thanks so much for having me. Hi. <laughs> Hi. This is exciting. And that is, I, I'm so, I saw the name is Dwen, D-W-E-N. I thought that was Owen at first, but no. No, it's Dwen. It, it was my parents wanted to name me Owen, but there was a typo on the birth certificate. And when they saw Dwen, they were like, that's it. Oh, I so love that. Owen, Owen means it's, it's Welsh for young warrior, but Dwen means a, uh, a leaky pipe. Oh, really? Right. I yeah, love it's a leaky pipe. I love yeah. the history of names. Well, it's so nice to have you on Dwen and we want to get right into it because you are in charge of quite the project that is going up across, well, I guess it's over by, kind of out in past parking lot JJ, uh, out on the green there. You are building something. Why don't you tell uh, our listeners a little bit about what you're up to? Well, this is an exciting project. I mean, I, I can't even believe I made time for this because I've just been working day and night. You know how hard I've been trying to get it done. But uh, I'm building a, a ark replica, a replica of Noah's Ark, and um making it just like Noah would have by hand, uh, just using a hammer and some wood pegs and uh, some wood and uh, just been building it. It's been working really hard, just getting it done, building this ark. And uh, when it's done, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to look just like Noah's ark. It's going to be big. It's going to be filled with animals and people can come and wander through the ark and, and live as Noah lived and lived as the animals lived. And uh, I'm just really excited about it. I'm dog tired, I'll tell you that. Well, actually, I'm two dogs tired because you got to have two. But I am tired, but it is it is 
my calling. Oh, well, it is going to be such an exciting attraction that is going to bring more seekers uh, to campus and to Christ, frankly. And if I might offer you a word basket of encouragement, Dwen, you know, Construction always takes three to 10 times longer than they say. If you reno the bathroom and they say it'll be three weeks, it's guaranteed to take 60 weeks, you know? And so I know you're discouraged by how long it's taken, but isn't it because you're kind of trying to stick to the integrity of exactly how Noah did it with the tar and the all that and not yeah, using real modern details? Yeah, I'm getting all the tar from the beach. I'm using be- actual beach tar, which, you know, since we're in Indianapolis, beaches are hard to come by. Yeah. So I got to, I'm getting my, my tar from all the way out in uh, California Ooh. and I got to go collect the tar, bring it back. And it's, that just takes a lot of times because I also, I can't fly because Noah wouldn't have flown. Oh, that's right. So I just, it, it takes a long time. And then, you know what? <laughs> I'll just be honest. I thought it wouldn't be as hard as it is because okay. I, you know, I'm a former shop teacher. Oh, really? I was a shop teacher at- uh, At Broad Ripple High? Yeah, that's absolutely right. Oh my gosh, you have VSP. And so, yeah, I was a uh, shop teacher there for a long time. Oh. Loved that job. Didn't want to leave. And and then I was like, so I was like, oh, I built lamps. I built jigsaw puzzles. I built a lot of different things. And I was like, oh, this arc, it's just a boat. You know how hard it could be. It's really, it was a lot harder than I thought. It took a lot longer. Like I thought I would be done by Easter. And uh, I started, I thought it would take like eight weeks and it's, you know, it's taken a lot longer, and we're now into our like sixteenth week. Oh, yeah, wow. and and I did want to ask, you know, something that I've always wondered about is the cubits, because you know, in the Bible, it said that that the boat was a certain amount of cubits. What is a cubit? Because do we even have a tape measure that measures in cubits? So you know, is that yeah, is that, that the that metric a, system? Has that been a problem? Yeah, that's been a lot of problem because a lot of things don't. You know, you go to Home Depot and they don't sell things in cubits. So I'm a shop teacher. Math isn't. I'm not a math teacher, let's be honest. So it's been really tough to to like do all that equations while I'm standing in the middle of Home Depot and trying to get the attention of someone with a smock while someone else has got a paintbrush in their hand. Like, I was here first. I'm like, I was here first, and I'm doing this for God. Anyway, it's really tough. If you want to ask me what a cubit is, I don't know. But I'll tell you this. It, it, has, it, it has to do with boats. Okay. And so and that's what I'm building. So I'm just using God as sort of my calculator. I'm just like, God will, if, I, if it feels right, then it's supposed to be that way. That's the way God works. It's but, like, oh, that looks, I eyeball a lot of stuff, you know, and as a shop teacher, I got used to eyeballing. And so, you know, they say measure twice, cut once. I eyeball twice because I have two of these and then I measure at not at all, and then I cut. I see. Really, it, like well, you're using the Holy Spirit. Is 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 God? He the Holy Spirit is guiding your intuition. That's right. I imagine. That's right. I and mean. I guess you you do have two eyes, but I and I w- wanted to ask. I guess you know my teens who come to climax have mentioned a shop teacher, and and are you the one they called Mister Bird? Because I did notice you're missing a few fingers on your left hand there, and that's right. Well, you've got that middle one. That's right. That was one I cut. I in a bandsaw. I cut off my left pinky. Uh, my wedding ring finger, uh, that actually got cut off in a robbery. Oh, really? Uh, oh, so that wasn't a shop. Yeah. I had a very expensive wedding ring and, uh, I was leaving the movies with my, uh, with my then wife and my then son and, uh, a robber, uh, tore, tried to take this very elaborate ring off my finger and, uh, and couldn't get it off. And we, we even went to a, a, a grocery store and got butter we try to get it off that way, that old-fashioned way. It wasn't coming off. And you know what? I eat a lot of salt. I'm, I'm a guy who's prone to bloating. 
So we finally just agreed just so that we could go home to, I'll just cut off my finger for that. So we went to the shop class, broke in, cut off my finger with the bandsaw, gave the criminal the ring. So that's how I lost my, my wedding ring finger. My thumb I lost. Uh, I got it stuck in a sink um, when I was cleaning out the shop sink. And I uh, got a cut. I didn't, couldn't get it out. It took like an hour. And so I was like, I can't get it out. So what I did is I had one of my students grab a pair of clippers and I just cut my thumb off myself because it was okay. just like the, the butter wasn't working and uh, nothing seemed to be working. And instead of ruining the school sink, I thought it was just easier to cut off my thumb. And then, I mean, and what, that, I guess you have one more left there. You skipped the middle one, but and in, in, were you just born the without the pointer? pointer? Oh, yeah. What happened to your pointer? Yeah, that was, uh, I was, uh, that was gnawed off when I was a baby. I was, uh, I was raised, my parents raised dogs, uh, sort of these Rottweiler type dogs. They were big security dogs. And, uh, and I was in a raised sort of with them because we didn't have a lot of heat. So I was raised with the dogs. And so a lot of times what would happen is that a dog would be like, oh, is that a baby or is that food? And sometimes it'd be like, oh, it's food. And then it turned out I was a baby, but not a dog isn't as smart as a human being. So my finger was bit off really early. Wow. And then after that, they were like, we're not eating this baby anymore. I'm still friends with that. Well, I'm not for that dog died a long time ago, but we, I grew up with that dog and no hard feelings. I love that. You know, it, Hallie, this is really such a powerful testimony, isn't it? That someone like Dwin could have such a powerful calling to build something like an ark. And then, you know, you're saying it's taking you longer than it should, but I'm saying you've only got one finger on your one hand and you're not even really measuring. I'm, I'm thinking it's going fairly well. Oh, thank you. Oh, I appreciate that because I'm like, a lot of times I'm like looking around, I'm like, what am I doing? I have no idea, but I have to believe that God has a plan. And, you know, when I'm like, I was like, I would have, the, I thought I was going to have the, the, what the, what's it called? The front of the boat done by then, the four, the, yeah. the whatever done by then. And uh, I haven't. And then I was like, well, maybe I'll have the aft done by then. I haven't. Maybe I'll have the mast done by then. I haven't gotten, I've got like a bunch of boards sort of on the field there and I've gotten two nailed together and then uh, about another one that's almost ready to get nailed together. But it's been really a, a lot of hard work. And then the rain has been warping some of the wood because I guess I should have gotten treated wood because oh, water right. is involved in boats. Wasn't thinking about that. So there's been a lot of warping. So I'm straightening out a lot of boards. I try to return them to Home Depot. Home Depot said no. Oh, uh, you already warped them. And that's just that's just that secular yep. capitalist mm -hmm. mentality yep. right there. Mm -hmm. So I just was like, all right. So I've been unwarping them. It's been a lot more work than I thought. And, you know, these animals that I've gotten have nowhere to go. And it's been a real problem. Oh, you've already gotten the animals. Well, because I thought I would get it done sooner. And I don't know how long it takes to get animals. Uh, you know, if you're ordering a llama from or two llamas from Peru, sure. like how long does it take to get a llamas from Peru? So I figured out, because I thought I was going to get it all done in like, you know, 12 weeks, and it's been 16 now. I still only have pretty much like four pieces of wood nailed together. And, and so I'm like, I thought it would be there. And so the llamas, they come really quick because they come, they come from on airplanes. I didn't know llamas could fly or you. They were allowed to be on planes. Is that legal? I don't know. This is a learning experience for a lot of us. <clears throat> so these llamas started coming. So I, had, I was like, all right. So I put them in my apartment. 
Uh, And then uh, my roommate's not happy about it. And uh, he's like, oh, my God, I thought when I moved in with a divorced dad that it would be pretty chill. Instead, I got these animals running around. I got tarantulas and I got llamas and I've got parrots. I've got uh, iguanas. I've got a cat, a lot of cats. You know, I didn't realize there were so many different types of cats when I did started it. But I, I guess you can't just say, oh, two cats. So it's like two tabby cats. Oh, yeah. I see. Every breed. Yeah. 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 Yep. Two all Persians. Siamese cats. Mm-hmm. Persians. Mm-hmm. All, so many types, different types of cats. I'm like, oh, my. So I'm, I've become sort of a, a cat lady man. So now I've got all these cats. And that's been a problem. And then I've run out of room. So I've asked my brother to take in a couple of animals. So he's got a bunch. He's got uh, two baby sharks in his aquarium. Wow. And I'm like, feed them slowly because they grow. And so and do you think he's that, really mad at me. Yeah. Do you think you What's needed that? the aquatic? Did you think that you needed the aquatic ones too? Because I guess technically during the flood, maybe the aquatic ones would have been okay. You know what? I, I figured I didn't know. Okay. Because yep. I, I, I'm not an expert on, on animals. But I figured I'd rather be safe than sorry. Yeah, like, totally. You know, I, I hate to see God and be like, yeah, I should have saved the sharks. Right. But I thought they would. Be. And so I just covered my base. You need it to be authentic. Well, I don't know if it's too late in terms of you laying a foundation or whatnot, but maybe you could put the sharks in a tank beneath the ark and make it a glass bottom boat like these people go on these Jimmy Buffett uh, cruises or something. People might think it's real cool. That is a great idea. That is a great idea. And that would take a lot of pressure off my brother because he's he likes his house in a particular way. He's very successful and he likes his house oh. in a very particular way. Like he doesn't want sharks eating his fish. He doesn't like lemurs pooping all over his, he has like a finished basement, oh, wow. like one of those finished basements. And so he's a big deal about his pool table and, and his rug. And so I guess the lemurs have been a problem for him. And so he's really getting on me about that. Um, my ex-wife has taken a couple of animals and uh, she'll t- she's taking the pugs, okay. and that's all she'll take. Okay, that's just classic Cheryl. It's classic Cheryl. <laughs> you're helping me, but you're not helping me, you know, Cheryl. It's like either you're helping with this or you're not helping Cheryl, you know. <laughs> but I'll take it where I can, you know. I'll take it where I can. So there's a couple of a. Uh, I have a monkey with an oversized brain that has been uh, really. I've I don't know what to do with that, so I've just left it in my truck and. Uh, it sort of lives in my truck. I can't drive the truck anymore because every time I try to open the door, the, it bares its teeth and smashes oh, the no. window, bangs on the window. Thank oh, God no. I can't break that window. Yeah. But it's, a, it's got this oversized brain, so it's like learning how it to- it makes it a bit more smart. Yeah, yeah, it's smart and aggressive. It's really aggressive. And so uh, I've only gotten one of those. I had two. That monkey killed and ate the other one. Oh, really? And, uh, oh, they'll do that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not an expert on animals. What's up? It was oversized brain monkey. It's really bad. It drove my truck for a while. I figured out how to drive the truck. Drove it. it I got in a lot of trouble because I'm not insured. The way my insurance works, I work in very specific insurance. Uh, I don't know. I left the school. I don't know if you know the backstory. I became a, addicted to shellac. Which oh, is a, okay. oh, is that right? Wood, you know, when your wood is shiny, yes, yes definitely. It's shellac. Yes. Oh, really? Shellac is, has that veneer to it. Well, I, it's delicious. A lot of people don't know how delicious shellac is. And so I became highly addicted to shellac. Oh. And so as a result of that, I would drink shellac at work and, you know, I'd, I'd let the kids handle the bandsaw. And uh, the principal was like, you can't do that. I'm like, it's not working. They're learning on the job. And uh, 
they didn't cut it with that with those uh, oh. the, the principle there. So anyway, I can't drive. I don't have like I don't. All state won't touch me. State Farm won't touch me. Prudential won't flow. Won't go near me. Geico. Geico. No. Oh dang. In fifteen oh, minutes. In fifteen minutes, I found out I could not be insured. So I go. I don't know if you guys know uh, Victor's Auto Insurance. Yeah. Victor, Victor. He's that guy who who works out of that. Yeah. Donut Chinese place. Yeah. Oh, the guy on on the backs of the buses with the buck teeth. Yeah, all the fake yeah, teeth. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, I I can drive. I'm allowed to drive that truck within four miles of my home. Okay. And actually, no, sorry, I got that reverse. I can't drive it within four miles of my home because technically accidents happen. More accidents happen within four miles of the home. That's right. So, oh, I see. So I can only drive it outside of that. And so, and I'm no other driver could drive the truck. A long way around saying the monkey has been driving my truck around and uh, ca- running over monkey? mailboxes, doing oh. donuts in people's yards. It has oh. been a nightmare. Well, and I'm not I, even talking about building the ark anymore. I'm just I talking know. about what goes in the ark. And it it's is just a pain. Well, you know what they say about best laid plans? Um, and sometimes, I, and actually, I don't even know what they I say about it. But I do think sometimes God's plan and God's timing isn't our timing. And, you know, I think there's a lot to be learned, especially from a monkey driving your truck, which I think you might look back on in a few years and be like, well, that was a fun story. Right now, it seems a bit scary, I realize. Well, yeah, you know what? Yeah, that, that, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Finally, a silver lining. Finally, someone who There's sees always a silver lining. Yes, nothing has to be all negative. Like Cheryl, oh, you, you, that my dad gave you that truck, and I'm like, Cheryl, please, just can someone be positive about what I'm doing? This is how Noah felt. Noah, yep. what flood? Yep. Well, you're crazy, yep. Noah. Get an they animal here. Get an animal here. Look at mm-hmm. all those mosquito bites you have, mm-hmm. Noah. And I'm like, just someone be positive because something I was thinking about is I can't drive the ark once it's built yep. you know hopefully in 16 to 23 weeks i hope that once it's built that i can drive it you know and if and if i can't drive because i can't drive 24 hours a day the monkey if it can drive a truck it could drive an ark because i really value truth misinformation really, really scares me. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about Conspirituality, a podcast that dismantles new age cults, wellness grifters, and conspiracy mad yogis. At their best, they attack public health efforts in times of crisis. And at their worst, it's like they're recruiting for the fever dream of QAnon. On Conspirituality, you will have a journalist, a cult researcher, and a philosophical skeptic all discussing stories and cult dynamics and helping educate us and using proven science as their guiding light. I really recommend the Jordan Klepper episode talking about creating comedy in the MAGAverse. Jordan's incredible. And I also really love the medical medium episode. It's really good and not just because I've had my own weird experiences with mediums. (laughs) From exploring cults to analyzing our cultural and political landscape, the Conspirituality Podcast will help you stay informed against misinformation and resist fear tactics. Find Conspirituality on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, I do, I wonder too, uh, and I'm, and this isn't a criticism, it's more feedback, but I will give you some critique, you know, and I think it is, when you read the Bible, it's probably a bit hard to 
know what the arc even looked like because you're trying to take words and words like qubits or whatever and you're trying to make it into a physical object so when i look at the arc that you're building at first i'm going well that doesn't even look like a boat because it really it's almost like if you try to draw a bicycle from memory everyone draws it and it looks a bit goofy doesn't it that's right you know if you ever look at old maps and how they thought the world looked and it would be like africa was like pressed up against italy or whatever or like you know like China was right next to Switzerland um, and they don't know what they're doing. That's the way I feel like I feel like I'm an old map maker making this boat. Like I'm like, I guess this is what it looks like. Yeah, because I and, when I first saw it, it kind of looked like a hangman's what are they called? A uh, kind of where you would hang somebody. A gallows. Oh right. Yeah. Well, that's a lot of that is because the first thing I ever built was a gallows. Oh wow. So, In shop class? Or, or, or as a kid. It was when I was a kid. Oh, I, I, see. I used to uh, yeah. And so I got a lot of trouble for that. Uh, it wasn't supposed to be used. And uh, and then we just were having, we we're funning around. And, uh, <laughs> and oh my God, this kid, this kid, uh, Greg Turkington, he always was like, let me try, let me try. So we hanged him and he survived because we didn't have like rope. Well, we didn't, I didn't, couldn't afford rope when I was a kid. So it was like, it was just like, paper towels that were all like, I see but it was bounty so it did it, holds. it didn't uh-huh. tear right mm-hmm. away it did tear right away. that is it's a very strong uh paper towel that would be a good commercial for them I would think so they said no oh. uh they said no cool. they were like no there that's we, we don't want to be associated with teenagers hanging themselves uh and I was like well you know when people hang themselves they poop they pee, they ejaculate. Right? Oh, right. You need a quicker picker upper. Is you got to clean right? that up somehow. Oh wow! So why not use the rope in which they hang themselves to just give it a little scrub? That way you're not wasting towels. I don't know. It all seemed make sense to me. Yeah. But I was also a teenager where the world is your oyster and everything is a possibility. Right. There's no mm-hmm. nothing is wrong. You can do anything you want. Anyway. Things you learn along the way. That didn't happen to be your handiwork on January 6th out there, the, the Pence one oh. with all those patriots, was it? Well, I wasn't there. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, I wasn't there. Yep, yep, yep. Um, <laughs> or there's no footage of me there. Let me just say that. Oh, good. No okay. footage of me there. But yeah, I did uh, I did reinforce. I guess I was there. Let me just say it. I, I did reinforce a couple of the uh, stuff. I saw some of the... The grommets were a little loose, and I always carry a couple tools with me, you know. Yeah. Which is another reason why I don't fly, because it's hard to fly with a hacksaw. Yeah, they won't let you. Mm-hmm. A bracing bit. Yeah. No one lets you fly with a bracing bit. They'll let you walk on there with a llama, but not with a Swiss Army knife for crying out loud. But I wanted to ask you, Dwen, because I feel like all this rain we've been getting, it's a good opportunity for a lot of jokes. When you're out there standing, working on your ark in the rain, uh, I feel like anytime somebody passes you on the utility road, you're shouting out good jokes when I head out campus the back way. That's right. Because I'm always like, I'm like, that Hyundai Elantra is not going to save you. And get on this arc, you know, zero APR financing. I like to make jokes. And I, what I do is I notice what kind of car they're driving yeah. and then I change the joke. So if someone's driving a Hyundai Elantra, I'll make a Hyundai Elantra. And they're driving like a, a Mercedes 280 SL, I'll make it about a Mercedes 280 SL yeah. is not going to yeah. save oh, you. I love yeah. that. But this arc will. And then if they're on a motorcycle, like a, like a Suzuki uh, or a Kawasaki, I'll say that Suzuki or that Kawasaki is not going to save you, but this Ark will. And so I make jokes like that. And I also say like, you don't need umbrellas on the Ark. And do you think that, and that's a, that a very funny joke. And yeah. I did, I, and, and, and I, I 
do worry, I guess, about, do you ever get a bit of ridicule? And I'm not worried about people from the church necessarily. I'm thinking of just like, do you have secular people drive by or atheist or whatever? Because I just really feel like if, if you're already in a bit of a vulnerable place and maybe you aren't, but I'm just kind of taking stock of, well, you, you, you did get divorced. You did lose your job. Yes. You've got a monkey in your truck that maybe if somebody is going to be giving you some ridicule right now. It's just not, it's ill-timed. And it's probably how Noah felt. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, Noah was persecuted by everybody. They didn't believe in him. And then all those people drowned. Yep. And that's what I just think, you know, there's a couple of eighth graders, you know, eighth graders, they can be the meanest. They, can they really be so can. Because mm-hmm. they don't oh, know they how, how oh, bad words are, that they could scar. They just don't know yet. And they just, their brains are coming into forming formation and they don't know what they're saying and how much it hurts, but it really stings when they're like, what happened with your life that this is what you're doing? Oh, they're that specific. My older brother says you got him drunk in the shop room. Like, we all oh. stuff like that. We're glad that you got fired. You'll never make it. Wow. And then Cheryl's boyfriend. Oh, no. My ex-wife's got a new boyfriend. Oh, and, I'm uh, sorry. He's, he's, you know, he's in really good shape. And oh. uh, he always wears athletic clothes and he looks really good in them. Oh. And he comes by and he's like, oh, Dwayne. Oh, look at you. Playing with yourself. That's what Cheryl kept saying. All you do is play with yourself. Oh, no. And is that true? What's that? Oh, I'm sorry. And was it? I, I'm sorry. I mean, I guess I'm, what I meant was, I, I hope that wasn't true. Oh, it was terrible. It's terrible. Well, what's true? That I play with myself or that he said that I play with myself? I guess I'm hoping that, I guess I'm hoping neither are true. Well, both are true and both are very painful. I don't know if you've ever tried to play with yourself when you have no fingers. So it's a lot of like, rubbing two things together it's like it's like trying to make a fire when you don't you know with wood right so it's really just a lot of be careful it's not a lot it's a lot of pressure sometimes you got to press up against something like a wall or an oven or something but uh, it can be very painful anyway well cheryl's this is cheryl's boyfriend i mean not to not to uh uh, uh, write your jokes for you, but Cheryl's boyfriend is an adulterer, no matter what kind of athleisure wear he's putting on. Yeah. Oh, he is. Mm-hmm. He is a real adulterer. He, you know, because he broke up his family to be with Cheryl, and I guess Cheryl was seeing him when she oh, was married to me. Oh, no, it grieves it's the really, heart of God. It, It's really, oh, it's terrible. I'm so and uh, And I was like, oh, let's, I called up his ex-wife, Diane, and I was like, let's get together and show them what it feels like. And she was like, no, 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 no. And I was like, well, this is perfect. Why not? And she was like, no, I don't want to. I'm trying, I'm actually moving out of the town. And I was like, well, I'll move with you and I'll follow you. And so she changed her number and I don't know where she is now, but I thought it would be a good plan. Yeah. Would you say that maybe something that's happening in your life is a lot of times you've got expectation that things might go one way and then they end up kind of going the other way for you, at at least right now? Yeah. Yeah, I would say that. You know, Uh, it's amazing because when you think, all right, I'm going to make a 29 million cubit arc in a field with a hammer and some wooden pegs that this is going to be easy. Right. Because God is helping me. That I'm going to do it without, you know, really uh, any help and without any know-how about building a ship or what boats of that time look like. You think, all right, this is going to be a little hard, but I can do it. And it's a lot harder. And then when you're like, I can 
raised two llamas and tarantulas and oh, really? and I got a, a a monkey with an oversized brain. I can do it. And then you're like, it's so much harder. Aww. And then when like my my son and his friends come by. Oh, and, it's it's your son and his friends are the eighth graders. Yeah, oh, my okay. son. Well, he doesn't say he's my son oh, when no. he's with them. He's like he just calls him, "Hey, old man, Dwayne," and uh, and I I to help him, I pretend I don't know his name. I'm like, "Get out of here, kid!" Oh, very gracious. And I gracious. don't say his, his oh. real name. His real name's Albuquerque, but I don't say it. Oh wow! Do you, is that where he was yeah. conceived? Oh, nobody's conceived in Albuquerque. No, oh. we just wanted to name him a name that was hard to spell. Uh, yeah, yeah, because it's it that's. When you're in life, you need something that just gives you that little edge. That's like, true. And, I, and 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 I'm sorry if I keep bringing coming back to this, but how did you know the monkey had an oversized brain? Was it because of his behavior, or did it actually look? Different? Is it like sticking out more? The head, the okay. skull is is enormous. It's almost like that creature from Alien or Alien vs Predator. Okay. Or Aliens, or Alien to the Third Power. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's one of those creatures, or. Uh, Prometheus, one of those aliens, and it's got a big head and the brain. I mean, sometimes when this monkey looks at you, like through the glass, you're like, it knows who I am. You know, yeah. and it's like you could see its intention, like I'm coming after you. Yeah. And I'm like, I believe you. Yeah. It's very serious. You know, I don't know if you've ever seen those Planet of the Apes movies where the yeah. apes are smarter than the human yeah. beings and then they get horses and guns and uh, and then they live in trees and they attack people. Like I think that's why the property values in San Francisco, that city is a disaster because of their crime and their idolatry and just they let the chimpanzees take over. And so that's like this monkey, this monkey is smarter than all of really smarter than, wow. than that guy. And he's probably he's in the truck drinking shellac or whatever and just getting stronger and stronger. Well, that's what happened. I left a big and that's what hurts so much because I left a decanter of shellac in there and it really bothers me because that, it was some good shellac. And, you know, you can't just buy shellac. It's like you can. But when you want to get that sort of high grade shellac, you have to be a part of a school or a part of a oh, business. I see. So, and you actually have to decant it. Yeah, I have a. I have a decant. Yeah, you have to decant. It's got to open up a little because you don't, you want it to breathe a bit, you know, because if you just opened up a can of, of high grade shellac, the fumes will, you will pass out. And oh. I've done that. It's almost like a huffing of a, of a whiteout, which I've done, or huffing of a Krylon spray paint, which I've done, or a huffing of a Rust-Oleum, which I've done, a uh, huffing of a, of a, AC Delco antifreeze, which I've done. Okay. So it's very potent. It's okay. like it's like it's like t- putting your face into a bowl of chlorine, and so it is very very powerful. So you need a decanter, otherwise you pass out immediately, which is some of the fun. But then you don't get to enjoy the sort of the growing sensation of a shellac high. Wow. Well. I'll tell you what, I know evolution isn't real, but when I go into the primate house at the zoo and look into the eyes of an ape and it looks like human eyes, I mean, it makes me very uncomfortable. Same as when I see uh, mammals mating. I think that's disgusting, the way they do it from behind. And I just don't see why that has to be something for them if we also do it. It's very odd. But I just wanted to ask you, Dwen, and forgive me if this is too personal a question, but does being a carpenter make you feel more 
connected to Christ because he too worked with wood? Very much, very much. I feel very connected to Christ because he was a carpenter, as you know, and you know, he, he was, a, I think, a much more accomplished carpenter. Uh-huh. I don't know. I think he did a lot of uh, cabinetry for the, the Romans and a lot of that stuff that doesn't exist now because marble lasts forever, but wood will deteriorate. Uh-huh. But apparently more, more he did a lot, work, yeah. of, a lot of great work, butcher blocks, mm. uh, did a lot of dinette sets for, you know, the emperors and stuff like that. So he was very oh. popular. A lot of the Ikea designs that you see are wow. designs by Christ. Oh, based wow. on Christ, so really? The Florgman, the Florgman uh, chest of drawers, oh, yes. that is a Jesus Christ original. Wow. The, uh, that must be why they have the those weird carbon. names. Maybe those are like Aramaic names or something of each piece of furniture. The what? The Starvin Marvin? The Starvin Harbin. The Starvin Harbin. It sounds oh. like Starvin Marvin, but it's a Starvin Harbin. And the Starvin Harbin is like one of those space-reducing desks that just leans against a wall and you just pray that it doesn't just slide out onto the on the floor. That is a uh, Jesus Christ made that because... A lot of times in Jesus's times, if they have a desk, a desk has four legs. Well, sometimes you didn't have enough wood back then because they were using all their wood for crosses. So you would just have to lean it against your, you know, your hut or your shack or your manger or wherever you lived. And just, but they had what well, we, they had the advantage of having dirt floors, mm, which right. grips the wood a little bit more than a wooden floor. Or, you know, maybe if you had a finished basement like my brother. It grips it more. But he, my brother wouldn't have any Ikea furniture in his house. He's all about fancy West Elm and oh, uh, wow. Crate and Barrel and stuff oh, like that. Huh? He's very fancy. Fancy. Well, yeah, I, he's, every one I, of his couches is also a bed. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like where you're like, when you think when it's a piece of furniture, like, oh, this is a comfortable chair. It's also a bed. Oh, even this chair is a bed. And like wherever you go, it's like, is your oven a bed too? And he's like, don't make that joke. I'm like, all right. I never thought about the fact, what insult to injury, that Jesus was killed on a piece of wood. Yeah. I mean, I never even thought about it. He was a woodworker. They killed him on wood. That would be like burning a fireman or drowning a lifeguard. Extra cruel. That's absolutely wow. The cruelty is the point, is, as they say. And, you know, like they could have done it a million different ways. They could have attached his limb to horses and just split them apart. Sure. They could have made him eat. Uh, cockroaches like in that show Fear Factor. I mean, they could have hanged him. <laughs> they could have hanged him. I could have hanged him. Duen Bergeron was played by the ever-delightful Owen Burke. Follow him at Owen Burke. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie Labonte, and Grey House was played by Greg Hess. Follow us and Mega the Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you really want to get out of hell free card, support us on Patreon. The link is in the show notes. <laughs>